Good morning, brothers and sisters. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to share about God's word. I bring uh, greetings from our church, Igreja Batista da Palavra, uh, for this opportunity. I needed to confess, I'm so grateful uh, and needed to thank Rick Denon and deacons at Calvary Church for inviting me to preach now. But I need to confess, it's my second confession. It is the first time I'm going to preach in English. This is not comfortable for me because I always preach in Portuguese. Therefore, I ask for your patience with my inevitable mistakes. I think Rick Dannon and the deacons made a mistake, but I also needed to confess my third confession, <laughs> that I could be wrong. I hope so. Let's go to the sermon. I have given a title to today's sermon. Look, take, this is my body. Again, take, this is my body. Today, many people around the world, especially Jews and Christians, celebrate the Passover. For this reason, I think it's interesting to deal a little on meaning of the Passover. Passover. For this reason, open your Bible in Mark chapter 14, verses 22-25. The Bible says, And as they were eating, he took bread, and after blessing, he broke it and gave it to them and said, Take! This is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, and gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly, I say to you, I will not to drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in a kingdom of God. Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence here among us. Now, we ask you that the Holy Spirit enlighten our minds. We need one more time to eat the words of life today and forever. It's our pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Like a good Baptist, I organized the sermon in three points. The first point, the Passover is a meal. The second point, the Passover has an order, has a script. The third point, the Passover has a main course. The first topic, the Passover is a meal. For the Jews' Passover, 
is an annual meal that commemorated an important moment in the history of Israel. More than a millennium before the time of Jesus, the Hebrew people have been enslaved to Egypt, trapped in miserable bondage. After sending many plagues to Egypt, one night, God sent the final plague. He waged his hand, the hand of righteousness, and this divine justice would fall on everyone. But God couldn't pass over the Jews merely because they were Jews. No way. In every home, home to Egyptians or home to Jews, it doesn't matter. Everyone should die. This is God's final word. But the only way out of divine justice was to put your faith in God's sacrificial provision. Look, the sacrificial provision is the way of the deliverance. There is no other way. What does that mean? What is the meaning of sacrificial provision in God's words? You have to slay a lamp and put the blood on the doors as a sign of your faith on me. You have to slay. So, in every house that night there would be a dead child or a dead lamb. No exceptions. If there is no substitute, death is certain. Briefly. The substitute is like a shield. If you accept the shield, death pass over you and you will be saved. This is the most important meaning of Passover. You were saved only on the basis of faith in a substitutionary sacrifice. Is it clear? No substitute. No deliverance. This dramatic story is celebrated every year by Jews and Christians alike. However, it leaves us with a nagging question. Why in the world would be sacrifice of a woolly little quadruped exempt you from divine justice? The answers lies in what happens when Jesus and his disciples celebrate Passover. Look what the Bible says in Mark chapter 14, verses 12 to 16. Mark chapter 14, verses 12 to 16. And on the first day of unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, where will you have us go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he sent two of, the, of his disciples and said to them, Go into the seat, and a man carrying a jar of, of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you large upper room furnished and ready. There prepare for us. 
And the disciples set out and went to the seed and found it just as, the, as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. Look, just as the Jews celebrated the Passover as a meal, Jesus celebrated the Passover as a meal. This is the first important thing that we needed to keep in our mind uh, today. Let's go to the second point. The Passover is a meal, but is also an order. We have learned that the Passover is dramatized in a form of a meal. However, the Passover meal isn't a common meal because it is, above all things, a theater performance of the real Passover. It is like the Lord's Supper. When we celebrate of the Lord's Supper, we are not just interested in eating the bread and wine. We also want to enact the drama of the cross. For this reason, we bless and raise the bread and cup of wine. We are all actors on the stage of God's theater. God is always the director, and we are always the actors of the God's theater. However, in the God's theater, God also assumes the role of actors. But I need to return to the meaning of the Passover Passover meal before to talk about God like an actor. Because the Passover meal is a theater performance, it had to be prepared in a certain way and had a distinct form. In other words, the Passover has a peculiar order. It includes four moments at which the leader of the ceremony holding up of wine, got up and explained the Passover celebrate. The four moments strictly follow the meaning of the four cups of wine. These cups represent the four promises made by God in Exodus chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. I read. The Bible says, Say the four to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with, you, with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God." So, when the leader raised the first cup, he explained the first promise, the rescue from Egypt. Then, when he raised the second cup, he explained the second promise, the freedom from slavery. Then, when he raised the third cup, he explained the third promise, the redemption by God. And finally, 
When he raised the fourth cup, he explained the fourth promise, the renewed relationship with God. I really need to come back right now to the third moment of the Passover meal. There is an important thing that I needed to do a little more. Something important happens, especially when the leader raised the third cup. The many interpreters of the Bible teach that the third cup came at a point when the meal was almost completely eaten. In that moment, the leader used peculiar words. They are in Deuteronomy chapter 26. With these words, the leader blesses the four important elements, the herbs, the lamb, the bread, and the wine. Then, the leader explains about how the four ele elements were symbolic reminders of various aspects of the early Jews' captive and deliverance. For example, he would show them the bread and say, Take, this is the bread of our affliction which our fathers ate in a desert, not desert. Okay? <laughs> Perfect. Desert. <laughs> 